working on time. Yeah. yeah. Gotta have a space. Yeah. Gotta have a space. I mean, freedom. You know what I mean? Uh. Space to get this shit off. Yeah. Yeah. What it do, baby? We are here in the break room. It is your boy, Evan Schumard, alongside with the great, the one, and the only Charles Carter the third. I was with it. That was live in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how you feeling today? I'm good, bro. Good, man. Yeah. Been a long 48 hours, but it's been cool. Hey, thugging it out. We here. Facts. <laughs> about you, man? You been good? Uh, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been all right. You know, it's, you today, today was great though. I'm tired, but today like, was great. The, 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 the weather was perfect today. I, I had a man, great. Man, the weather did feel good today. Bro. I was thinking like, it's like Cali out here, man. The sun didn't burn. That bro. was the crispest 82 degrees I've ever felt in my life. Facts. It, it was. Did we have like a cold front come through or something? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we did, and it, it can stay as long as it wants. Cause please, it, please. It was like only 20% humidity. It's just not very Houston, Texas like at all. But we at will all. take it. We will take it every single day of the week. You know who should maybe be taken seriously? Or I'll ask you, should they be taken seriously? The Houston Texans. I don't know. I don't like maybe at first until Tyrod went down. But after that, Davis Mills kind of, you know. Big fart noise, you know. Tyrell was balling. Like, they were keeping pace with him all up until the third, towards the end of the third quarter. And so, like, I was kind of satisfied with him. And, I mean, though that, okay, this is the, one of the best running teams in the NFL. So, I, I was so frustrated with the defensive line and their front seven. I was like, please, somebody make a tackle. Please. You're right there. In, it's, like, it's, like, it's not like they weren't in position. I mean, the D-line was getting blown off the ball, but the linebackers were in position to make a tackle. They just weren't making the tackle. I'm like, okay, so when I think of Lubby Smith and his schemes, his play calling, it was all fine. They were in position. They just weren't making the tackle. So I was like, I'm not really frustrated with the coaches. I'm frustrated with the players because it's like – the game plan was was, was correct. Mm-hmm. You just didn't execute. Yeah, that's one of the most like inexcusable things in football is just missing tackles or dropping the football, yep. making like mental errors and stuff like that. Like between those three things, like if, if you're doing those, you're probably not uh in the uh, the winning category. Exactly. Which unfortunately they like you said they they were competing majority mm-hmm. of the game, and I was surprised. I just felt like if the Texans could have got their run game going a little bit more, yeah. that would have helped a lot to take some pressure off Davis Mills because. He he played kind of how he did in the preseason. You know, I don't want to spend too much time on a, a dead horse, but mm. he's not the greatest. He, he he's a rookie. Mm. He, he he needs he needs more time. Tyrod going down was a huge, huge kick in loss. the nuts. Yeah. They um they really needed Tyrod. I think that his leadership and just the command of the huddle really just takes over because like as soon as Davis Mills came in, this the the whole offense seems like they were just disinterested in playing football it almost Thanks. seemed like but um he was he was mentally unprepared like I mean I guess when you get a rookie and then you bring in a vet and he's like the rookie's already kind of made up his mind okay the vet's gonna start I'm just here to kind of get reps and kind of just grow as an NFL quarterback when he went down I, obviously he wasn't thinking anybody was gonna get hurt but it seemed like I wanna say the moment was too big for him but like, I wasn't expecting this at all. It's almost like... Your first NFL game and you're going against that Browns defense? Yeah. I'm bro. not saying I would be, like, ecstatic either, but... At know, all. You're in the NFL. You you got to get it done. Hey, they drafted you in the third round for a reason. They think you might be the future. Now is this t- chance to showcase that. Especially you got Miles Garrett over there abusing the uh, tackles, man. Like, 
the way my hold on, and side note from last week when I uh, I don't know if you watched did you watch the Kansas City and Browns game? Texans and Browns played. No, last week. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kansas City and Browns. Week one, my bad. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, week one. So Miles Garrett was abusing that tackle. He was a rookie too for Kansas City. He was straight up abusing. He was doing it so bad on national television. I wanted to yell, "Stop at the TV! Just please stop!" He was it had was enough. it uh, Niang? I can't whatever? remember his name. It might yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And he came and basically did the same thing. And so Davis Mills coming into that, the Texans defense, like your defense, as far as Davis Mills' perspective, was getting blown off the ball. There was no they. The Browns had their way with the Texans. Towards the end of the game, granted, we'll give them we'll give them their due credit. They played with them for the first three and a half quarters. After that, it was kind of the floodgates were open. Yeah, I mean, hey, all coaches sit there and preach to you. You got to play sixty minutes of football. You can't play fifty nine point, you know, six whatever you want to call it. You know, whatever random time, thirty minutes. That's just not going to get done. You have to play a full sixty minutes of football. And the only person that really did that on the Texans, well, let me say, not the only person. I feel like a few Texans did mm-hmm. that. I want to highlight. Brandon Cooks came out there, did his thing. He was pretty much. <sighs> I don't want to say orchestrating the offense. He he was the only fiddle, you know, playing though. Yeah. Um, Larry Tunsil came out, did his thing. Larry Tunsil, that draft pick, even though the circumstances that it came in, or excuse me, not the draft pick, the trades for the draft picks, mm. the circumstances weren't that great at the time. But now I think Larry Tunsil is making that trade worth it. Yeah. Like I said, Larry Tunsil playing well, and him being the only thing worth the damn on your offense on your offensive line, and Brandon Cooks being the only thing worth the damn in your receiving core. I mean, yeah. And so, I mean, so I guess from that point of view, you're glad that your good pieces are doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's not it's not a shot to the head. You yeah, know what I mean? High, your highest dollar <laughs> contracts are performing. They're performing at least. You know what I mean? That's the one good takeaway from this. Yeah, I just think that the Texans' offensive line just needs more time to grow because Titus Howard's young. And I, I think that they need to stop moving him around so much and just leave him somewhere. I know, like, his rookie year, they've been putting this man at left guard, right guard, right tackle, left tackle. Like, he's playing everywhere but center. So if they keep him at a a right tackle, I believe, is the best position for him. Mm. They keep him there and just let him continue to develop. I think maybe in a year or two, you might have... I don't want to say a Pro Bowl caliber player because there, there's a lot of great tackles yeah. and stuff, but I think he'll be you know worthy of that conversation at some point. Yeah, possibly, man. That's the hope because at, at this point, you have no real offensive identity, and if you're going to pick one place to develop, you can't go wrong with O-line, never. So I'm with that. Yeah, and speaking of development, Justin Fields is finally getting that chance. We, we, we talked about it a couple times uh, throughout the preseason. We're curious about when is Justin Fields going to finally get to play? Is it going to be after a bye week? Because we knew he wasn't going to come in starting. But Justin Fields, now thanks to, in part two, Andy Dalton's knee injury, will be coming in and getting his first start. But it's against the Browns, so he's going to be in the same boat that Davis Mills was just in. He's going to have to face that defense. How do you think it's going to go? We we talked about this, was it, like two episodes, three episodes ago? Something, something like that. that. Like, something like that. And we were saying that um, I think the argument was about should Justin Fields start or should Andy Dalton start or what should be best for, the, for them right now. And the Bears do not have an easy schedule at all. And... We were hoping, I remember you said, before we find out what week uh, the bye week is coming, they have late, I think it's like week 10 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And so, for him to come in and get his first start against the Browns, I don't know. And they already, you know, 
we weren't a battle. The Texans were not a battle test for the most part. I feel like they kind of once Davis Mills was in. <laughs> once Davis Mills was in, it was not a battle test. Yeah, it was two totally different games. Exactly. The Chiefs was a battle test. You know what I mean? You, a worthy team that kind of matches up with you with your roster for the most part. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So they've had stiff competition, and for now a rookie QB. Justin Fields getting a team who's kind of been battle tested already. They're not. They're not in that early season, trying to make their way to where they're supposed to be. They kind of already got it or what it seen what they should be, you know. And Justin Fields is to answer the question. No, I don't think it's going to go well. No, no. To keep it, I made it long. No, I don't think it's going to go well. I hope it does. I like Justin Fields. I really do. Do I think it's going to be? Gr- no, 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 no. I can see a situation where it goes well, but like you, I, I, it's probably not going to go very well. I see. A and cup. that Bears offensive line is probably even worse than the Texans. And even though the Texans only gave up, I think, one sack, there mm. was just pressure all the time. So I think that that Bears offensive line is going to have to step up to make Justin Fields look good. Because at this point, Justin Fields is a product of of the team that he's placed on right yeah. now. He was drafted by them. They have they have good receivers. That That is his best like, case scenario. He's got Allen Robinson and Daryl Mooney. So I think that they're going to be able to get open. Denzel Ward versus Allen Robinson is going to be a great matchup that I'm going to be looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see how Justin Fields can take advantage of that. If, if he wants to test Denzel Ward, who's one of the better corners in the league, and then he'll have to deal with, obviously, one of the best edge rushers in the league with Miles. Um, God damn it. Yeah, Miles Garrett. I, bro, I almost said Miles Gaskins, bro. That's, I was like, I just had to cut, stop myself before I even went there. <laughs> Think about you. fantasy football too much. <laughs> it's all good, man. You're the fantasy dude here, man. Hey, we out here. Holla at me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I see for the game plan, for the offensive game plan, what I was thinking is, okay, um, for the Browns, I'm trying to think, okay, what kind of routes would they would they lean towards? Maybe they could lean, lean to some out routes, play it safe with Justin Fields, or like get into their run game early. But I'm like, they don't really have a run game. I'm thinking like QB option type run game, right? But then you're putting Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, Fields. you got to get Justin Fields on the move. Exactly. For sure. You're getting Justin Fields, but you're putting him at risk at this point. Also, if you're going to run the option, you're playing against Miles Garrett on the on, up front. He's not slow. You know what I mean? You're not really going to outrun him like that. And so I'm thinking, like, could an option game really work? If you run away from that makes it easy for the linebackers to pick it up and read it. If you run towards them, you're running right into danger. So that's my whole thing. That's my whole apprehension about that because I'm like, I don't know what kind of routes they really run. Yes, you have, like you said, Darren Mooney and Alshon Jeffrey. But – I don't see them winning up top trying to go deep. I don't see that happening. Um, that boy said Alshon Jeffrey. Like, it's 2016. Again. Oh, uh, what else? Oh, dang. I, said I, I was over 11, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Alan uh, Robinson. I Alan got Robinson. you, bro. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean Jeffrey. to clown you like that. Because I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm like, Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey. I was like, Jesus, man. I ain't no, heard nobody bring his name up if they're not dissing him in a while. <laughs> Alan Robinson. But, yeah, Alan Robinson. And so I don't see them really beating him over, top, over the top. I can see you like playing it safe for out routes because you want to keep Justin Fields' confidence high too. It's for you know it being his first game as well. So going up top and crossing the field, possible interception. Yeah, they're scenario. gonna have to get some like get him in rhythm. You know, maybe you know three step dropbacks, hit him on a quick out route. Mm-hmm. You know, little RPOs. You know, keep keep his eyes you know moving early because I think that's a big thing for rookie quarterbacks is they get tunnel vision. We saw that with Zach Wilson this week. Like it was almost like the whole Sam Darnold overseeing oh, ghosts. It like happened again, yeah. and even though Zach Wilson didn't come out and say that, it, it his play definitely showed it. And mm. I think what he throw three interceptions within his first five pass attempts. 
Yeah, it, it, it was mm. it was something along those lines. I just remember. I didn't watch that game. I, I know that his first two passes were picks, mm. and then I believe three out of his five were were interceptions. So and that's he, so and he threw four total. for the rookie. Yeah, so like that that hurts his confidence. So like that's the last thing that I would I would hate to see that for Justin Fields because he's supposed to be you know this this is Andy Dalton's year to start. All right, well mm. now is your chance. So now is your time to prove to everybody that you are the true franchise quarterback that they drafted you to be. And hey. You're going to get a battle-tested team in the Browns, so it'll be a great evaluation period. How long do they think it? Um, well, well, exactly. It was like a knee injury, right, for Andy Dalton, right? Yeah. How long do they think it's going to be out? I don't know. I've seen some reports that this is like a ACL sprain or a strain or mm. knee sprain. I've seen like a couple of different like you know verbiages and then that spent. So, so it's minimum like seven weeks minimum. <sighs> I, I, I have I have no idea. I, Completely blew out my knee, so I, I know that that's nine to twelve months. Okay, oh, <laughs> um, I, I would imagine it'd be a couple weeks though. Yeah, at minimum. Cause I'm thinking like ACL sprain. I don't even necessarily know what that physically really is. Honestly, um, I'm like either it's torn or it's not, and that's yeah. what I thought. But so I'm thinking uh, we'll see. Side question though. Mm. If he is out for an extended period of time, do you think they'll just rock out with Justin Fields or you think they'll try to bring in a different free agent, a certain free agent that I'm thinking of? See if you think of the same thing. That would be stupid to bring in anybody else to compete with Justin. Like, they need to just let him go. Matt Nagy is supposed to be this offensive genius. Let's see it. Hmm. Okay. And there, you finally there, got the guy. You do not have Mitchell Trubisky. I have to say, this is what I'm saying. Their jobs are on the line. Because if they do it, if they do this and they fail, it's over. Yeah, that is true. I, I, I remember I said that a while ago. That mm. like, hey, you know, they might try to like keep Justin Fields on the bench as long as possible. So that way, if this year doesn't go well, they're like, hey, you know, we got that rookie quarterback we drafted last year. Hey, we, we, you can't fire me yet. We haven't even used him. He's supposed mm. to be the future. Like, you got to give us another year. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they just if Andy Dalton, let's say it's confirmed that he mm. is going to be out for an extended period of time. Justin Fields needs to play for the rest of the season. I I even think that if let's say he only misses like two or three weeks, he comes back quick. And if Justin Fields has shown you like anything that you might be like, hmm, just let him go. Yeah, you're risking injury, but I feel like what you could gain out of that, like if you don't look at the injury aspect, because that is a huge part of it, you can't just, I know you can't just ignore injuries, but like let's say in a perfect world we can, look at him on the field and see what he can do. Like the only way he's going to get better is to continue to get reps and reps and reps. And Peyton Manning himself even said that, you know, the first couple years in the league, like you're going to look at a defense totally different than the way you did in, you know, your last couple years in the league. So I think it's going to be a good uh, evaluation period. And Patrick Mahomes didn't even know how to read the defense his freshman year, or freshman year. <laughs> Rookie his rookie year, he said. So, who's to say that you know Justin his, Fields? His rookie year starting or his rookie year behind uh, Alex Smith? No, he said like he spent that time like learning oh, okay, how okay. to read the defense and like going into his first, his second year, his first year actually playing, like he was still kind of like learning. So mm-hmm. it's like you threw fifty touchdowns while like in a learning period. Seems like you mastered it to me, but mm-hmm. I, I just think that it'll be a great chance for Justin Fields to go out and just get better. Okay, okay. You said you don't think he'll perform well, right? In the game, for this game. For I, this I, game, I don't think he's gonna have like a a great game. No, I I can see him maybe having like. Uh, see, I, I hate to talk negatively because I, I would rather look at things like, okay, this is how things can go right. But I can see him throwing like maybe a pick or two, you know, some some mistake. He might be late on a ball, or you know, everybody's big thing about Justin Fields coming out the draft is, oh, he can't process defenses fast enough. So like maybe if he processes something a little too slow or tries to throw like a post across the field and you know, backside safety goes and gets it or something. Like I can see some like mistakes like that happening. I'm not expecting Justin Fields to go out there and have a case of the fumbleitis and dropping the ball and making like. Horrible 
pick. Like, I think he's going to do a hell of a lot better than Zach Wilson did. Mm. Let me just put it that way. So I don't think he's going to be like d- horrible, but I don't think he's going to be great. Okay. Okay. I, okay. That's cool. I, I'm, I'm with you on that too. Mm. Speaking of that, speaking of horrible and greatness, you know, in those same sentences, um, there's somebody that comes to mind when I think of that. Aaron Rodgers, he was uh, on our Who's Not list last week, and now this this game was really disappointing. With the Lions and Green Bay, they played with them like the same thing with Texas and the Browns for like almost three, three and a half quarters. Jared Goff gave, gave the game away. <laughs> but anywho. R- really, really, like really. And so we had the Packers to win their division. I still believe that, but at the same time, what like what are they doing? You know what I mean? Because this should have been a slaughter. Like that shouldn't even been a game on paper. On paper, I completely agree. But for three and a half quarters, like the game doesn't even tell the story. Like, well, the score doesn't tell the story. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't have an off season really at all. Didn't get a chance to you know work with his team by choice. By choice. So yes, like mm-hmm. it, you can default mm-hmm. that and put that on him. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, blame the defense, whatever you want. But mm-hmm. I think Aaron obviously hasn't played his best football. I think his best football is still ahead of him. I don't think he's oh, going to yeah, play like no, this no, the whole no, year yeah. or anything. I'd expect an MVP caliber season from him throughout the rest of the year. Honestly, I Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, most talented. Facts. Like, especially. And he's still fully capable, like, physically of doing everything that he wants to do. It's just mental for him. Mm. So I'm curious if that mental stuff is starting to take over a little bit because, like, the phys- physicality is there. So do you think this game means anything in the long run as far as, like, the Packers season? Nah. And, and the way the way, the way this game and last game. Nah, I mean they're, they'll they'll look at it in you know week sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. They'll be like, man, remember at the beginning of the year when we were struggling? It's like now we're twelve and four, or twelve and five, or thirteen and four. I, I hate this this seventeen game schedule. It just throws me off with the records because I feel like just back of my brain it's like instant. I got them. And now it's like, nah, I got to think about it for half a second. <laughs> so in that same breath, okay, you don't think it means anything as far as the implication for the rest of the season? <laughs> well, would you say the same thing about any other team? So, I think one team that's undefeated right now has really came out and surprised me, and then this is going to, like, rally their season, and that's the Carolina Panthers. I think that they have come out. Their defense is so much better than people thought that mm-hmm. it was going to be. Like, J.C. Horn has come out and played very, very good, especially in the run game. I saw some, like, uh, clips on Twitter from him just coming through and just, like, bullying receivers trying to block mm-hmm. them. Tight ends coming out, like, just clapping them. Uh Man, there was one play, I, I don't know if it was a guard or a tackle, he like came out and he like met up with the dude and still made the tackle. And I'm like, bro, that's, that's an offensive lineman you're taking him on. Like, I, the whole team is playing good. Sam Darnold is having a better situation than he did in New York. He's still playing like Sam Darnold, but he mm. just has better weapons, so the numbers look better. I think that Sam Darnold's finally getting some confidence not being in, in the Jets. Yeah. Like, something, something about wearing that, that green and white over that there. It's a curse. In, yeah. in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, is it's cursed. <laughs> but I think Sam Darnold has a lot of confidence going into this um into the season and it's just going to continue to build. He's got an actual like good offensive mind uh, running his uh, plays and everything. So, so that's a team you think their first two games will have an implication on the rest of the season. Yes, and the Packers they have first two games that won't really implicate the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Just the because Packers, just because they're led by a young quarterback, that's really the main thing. Because Aaron Rodgers played so long, like, do you think he really cares more mm-hmm. about what happens in Week One and Two? No, no, I'm, I'm like I'm really just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, and. 
So with those with the uh, with the Packers, right? And the first two games, they really didn't go well. They won the second game. Okay, they beat the Lions. They lost to I forgot, who did they play first. I forgot. They uh, played the Saints. They played Again. the Saints. Somebody's up James. James. <laughs> hey, hey, James. James was balling. James was balling. I don't have him on hey, my roster, hey, but humbled himself this last week though. He did. He did. <laughs> True. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying about Green Bay. Saying that two games won't really have implications on the season. Do you feel like? Because I feel the same way. I'm thinking like they'll just bounce back. It's Aaron Rodgers. Exactly what you said. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game, and I think probably will ever play the game. <laughs> At the same time, do you feel like we're just we're, are we cutting the team some slack? Because will we say that about any other team? Like they had like that kind of run, like the Packers. If they lost the first game in a horrible fashion, and barely kind of scraped by the second game. I mean, like I said, the score really doesn't tell the story. But if you feel like we kind of they kind of scraped by the second uh, the second game, do you feel like that would really have real implications? We were saying no because it's Aaron Rodgers. Are there any other teams that you say like it really wouldn't do the same thing either? That's only one team I'm thinking of. Two, actually, two. Te- no, one team. I wouldn't even say it about the Chiefs. If Patrick Mahomes came out and performed like Aaron Rodgers those first two games, I would say this has major implications on the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is another quarterback. I'm like, well, if they play like that the first two games, it won't really implicate the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, because that's how they, they started off last year. That's mm-hmm. literally why I was just looking up right yeah. now. I'll see how the Bucks started off. Because I remember the first like four or five games, the offense wasn't clicking and everything. But I really just think that the reason why Aaron Rodgers can be fine is the dude hasn't played football in like months, if you're really thinking about it. So yeah. these are practice reps for him, essentially. So mm-hmm. I... Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, Russell Wilson and stuff like no matter what's going on with their teams, as long as they are under center, I, I'm not hitting the panic button on them. Understood. Understood, man. That's going to do it off for this segment, man. Follow us on the break room HOU and follow us. Man, I said the break room HOU on Twitter. Yes, sir. Break room HOU and on Instagram at the.breakroom.podcast and on Facebook at the break room podcast one. Follow me on Twitter at last underscore king. You got it. <laughs> follow boy Evan, man. You're a clown. <laughs> yeah, follow me at Evan Schumar TV. That's S H U M A R D. Man, we're going to be right back with you, man. Take it easy. Anytime me and Scott Stones get together, you got to call us the Illuminati. Whenever you see the G, it represents God in geometry. That's what the stencil for. I'm going to take you deeper though. Now I'm just fucking with you. Hey, Scott, I'm just fucking with you, baby. Yo. <laughs> What's up? We are back in the break room, man. Break's over. Welcome back. So, it's me, Charles Carter, right in front of me, man. My boy, Evan Schumar. Get his name right. Um, Thank you. We are here. We're going to talk about Here's some pickums for you, man, for this upcoming, this week's upcoming games. There we go. And so, first game up. So, we got the Texans and the Panthers. Going to make this quick. Davis Mills, I'm not going against the defense that I just said. It's hot, having a great start. I'm taking the Panthers. Same. Like I said, exactly what you said. Davis Mills came in and the Texans kind of folded, rolled over, showed the white belly for the Browns, and the Panthers are on a roll right now. You just spoke about the defense. I said this a while ago. I said Sam Darnold in a better situation is probably going to perform a lot better. And so they're doing that. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, offense is rolling a little, a slight, I say slightly. Way better than they did with in, in New York, so it's just a better situation. We know what the Texans are. We know what they're kind of gonna be. Unfortunately, since Tyrod is out, 
I think it's going to be a little more competitive than some people are thinking. Because the Texans, I feel like, are going to be that team that's going to, yeah, they'll compete for three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll compete for 55 minutes. That last five minutes, I don't know. But because that's where talent will just separate itself in those types of situations. But the Texans, I feel like, are going to be competitive. Only thing for me is like, I'm, the only reason I don't think it's going to be competitive is because Tyrod is, if he's in, yeah. You know what? Yeah. But if you know, he's not, I was thinking about, yeah, what Tyrod, so no. I recant my statement. Okay. <laughs> Texans are back to being ass. Yeah, exactly for me. And also their defense, I don't really see. Okay, if the Panthers come out and pass the entire time, I see that going a lot better than if they ran on us. I, Chris McCaffrey? Only well, they're going to throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey 10 times anyway. So, only reason I say that is because, very true. Only reason I say that they were in position, and it's the Browns. They have a they have a better running attack, two uh, two punch, mm-hmm. but Lubby Smith they were in position they were in the backfield for a whole bunch of tackles but just did not get them down didn't hold on to them didn't even hold on to their jerseys till somebody else yeah came. Christian McCaffrey will send kids to the floor exactly. so it's just yeah like I feel way better about them passing than running on us so. Fair enough. All right, next we got the Browns versus the Bears. We were just talking about Justin Fields coming in for the first start. I'm taking the Browns. We kind of already hit Brownies. On yeah. All right, fair enough. Next game, we got the Bengals and Steelers. There's a lot of in-division matchups this week, so I- I'm liking that. It's, it's going to yeah. be some good competitive football. Um, Steelers, run game, trash. Bengals, pretty much just trash. Yeah. So um, it's going to be uh, – I'm looking more for matchups in this game. I want to see how – Jamar Chase does against the Steelers defense. You know, mm. hey, they got that, you know, classic 3-4. TJ Watt is out. That'll be interesting. So that Ooh. should Joe Burrow's knee is somewhere prancing right now. <laughs> the fact that he don't have to run away from him on Sunday. Facts. But I'm going to take the Steelers. Okay, same. I'm going with the Steelers too. Like I said, you already know about Cincinnati. Mud, mud team. It just is what it is right now. <laughs> uh, you got poor Bengals, bro. <laughs> I mean, for, for at least for the next few years, you know, I actually see them being decent in like three years. Yo, yeah. Uh, is, if Joe Burrow becomes half of what he was his last year at LSU, yeah, like, yeah, they can ball. He can be a decent NFL quarterback for sure. And you can see Jamar Chase kind of evolving into something special. Jamar like, Chase, um, two touchdowns in two games. He's. He's looking yeah, kind of nice. Yeah. He's looking nice. Uh, he's, he's fixing that drop problem. Which he had me scared with that problem when he said about the ball. Like, oh, oh, you can't yeah. see the white tip. And, you know, the laces are a different cut. I'm like, like bruh, like, you should no. not be focusing that no. from, from one ex-receiver who, you know, never played in the NFL <laughs> to a receiver who's playing in the NFL right now that was a, a, a top five draft pick. Um, yeah, that's not how you, like, go to look at a football to catch it. Like, it should kind of be, like, instinctual and natural. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just catch that mug, like. Facts. <laughs> it, it ain't that deep. It really, is it ain't that deep. So yeah. Next we got the Cardinals and Jaguars. Who you got? Well, I, I got the Cardinals. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm. I, I, I hate to agree with you so far on everything, but yeah, the the Cardinals. I, the Jaguars. Fun fact: have not run the ball in the red zone a single play this season so far. Hmm. No rushing attempts inside the twenty. Wow. That's a stat. That's a. That's. A, I think. No, that's I a think stat. Trevor Lawrence, him and Dak Prescott have the most passing attempts, first two weeks. Hmm. So they are slinging that thing, and it's not looked great. 
I, I don't think it's all on Trevor. I think it's more of like the Urban Meyer offense because it, it's so like it looks like almost a copy and paste of like what they used to do at Ohio State. You know, having being an Ohio State fan and watching that whole era of Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah. It, it with, with a little less quarterback running, like design runs, but like the movement and everything, concepts and stuff like that. I I think that the offense needs to evolve a little bit more to an NFL standard for them to take a take another step. Understood. And as far as Arizona. Arizona is a scary team, man. Not even gonna lie yeah, to you. They've come out hot, hot. Like I got bailed out by the Vikings missing that kick last week, though. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm not gonna even gonna lie to you. I was one of those guys, and look, Texas crucified me, man. Go ahead, do it. I did not think. I'm not saying I d- doubted them or hate none of them, anything like that. But Kyler Murray, I didn't. I wasn't sure he was gonna be that like this. I didn't think so, man. Like. He can run. He can make all the passes. He's fast enough to get outside the pocket and still stay away from defenders and make the pass. Yeah, he can, like, sprint out the pocket and set his feet and, and then still deliver a dime. And still do it. Like, yeah. so, he's in ball, and then his receiving core is just lethal, you know. And I know. also, I was one of those people. I didn't think J.J. Watt was going to make that big of a difference on defense. I didn't. I thought he was really helped out in the run game too. Really, like I didn't think. I thought he was kind of like just towards the end of his rope as far as his career, and he is. But he still got some juice, man. And he's still like he commands enough to, enough attention to where other guys can get free. So, yeah, man. No, they uh, they're another one of my dark horses. One of my uh, ghost picks for the uh, possible Super Bowl contention. Ghost, mm. my ghost picks are Arizona, the Browns. Are the Browns a ghost pick, really? Or are they just like? The, the, the third team in the AFC because everybody says the Chiefs and then the Browns I mean uh, then the Bills then the Browns I see I roll with the Bills I mean not the Bills the Browns over the Bills that's just me and I mean, we had that difference when we talked about it uh, like two episodes ago yeah but I, I can if they played I could see a world where the Browns win I just, I just think the Bills are a little bit better right right now but you got an AFC West matchup Chargers going out to KC to face Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and them boys. I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. You know, this seems like an easy pick, but you know what? The Chargers secondary actually kind of surprised me. They had to, like revamp it, and mm-hmm. Asante Samuel Jr., their second round pick, is. Man, bro, he he is very very nice, and he's a, a you know a zone corner per se. Mm-hmm. And even though he wasn't like manned up on Amari like that, he still put the clamps on Amari. Hmm. Amari Cooper last week yeah. versus Dallas, so he uh, came out and did his thing. First round pick of uh, Rashawn Slater hasn't even let up a sack yet in the first two games. He has like the second most pass snaps without a sack in the whole NFL. So hey, that's that's great. He's having a great start. So the Chargers are ascending, but I don't think they're there to beat the Chiefs just yet. Same. Um... I already look. We talked about our fantasy picks. I had the Chargers that ranked as a, a dark horse for a great defense. I just think the Chiefs are just such an offensive juggernaut that there aren't. There only maybe like a couple teams I, I can think of just off rip that can actually hang with them. One is the Super Bowl champs in Tampa Bay. The second is like a, the dark horse team I said in the Browns, and that is mm-hmm. that is really it for me. Like I don't think there aren't too many teams that can really get with them like that. The other team I might kind of thinking of is San Francisco, but they are coming back from injury, so I'm not going to really say too much about them. So we'll see how they do in the, when the, as the season progresses, but. Me, the Browns, and Tampa. That's really it. Looking now to the AFC South. We got the Colts and the Titans, where 
the rookie quarterback, Eason, is going to get the start for the Colts because Carson Wentz found a way to uh, sprain both of his ankles. That's a special talent right there. <laughs> but they're going to have to their, – their biggest problem isn't even going to be that. It's probably stopping Derrick Henry still. Yeah, definitely because King Henry, King Derrick is – how many how many yards do you see him rushing for on, on them? Because their run defense isn't there. No. Okay, no, secondary, and they're not going to really pass because, like I said, the secondary is the strongest part of the defense. So, I mean, what's it going to be? If if he puts up two hundred on them, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, yeah, that's uh, that's Derrick Henry. That makes sense, right? So yeah, ain't no mountain high enough, right? I want to sing the song. Ain't no valley low enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? To stop King Derek, man. So yeah, like he's gonna run all over them. The Titans are gonna, uh, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, this this kind of I'm expecting a slaughter. I'm expecting a slaughter. I'm expecting like thirty five to, to maybe twelve. So that's just me. Hey, we'll see how uh, Jacob Eason does in his first start. This next game. Is the we talked about this? This yep. was the hardest to pick because I re, I'm still not sure. The Giants versus the Falcons. Hey yo, what the fuck? I mm. do. Do you like the the metal trash can burning better, oh, or do you man. like the the green waste management one burning better? What, what, what's your style? Preference? That is tough. You like the old school or the new the new sexy looking one? <laughs> <laughs> really? Because they both so mud like. Give me the metal one. Which one is the metal? Which one is the which one is the metal? All right, so the metal I was thinking is like the Giants, the more classic. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The Falcons, you know, the, the more sleek looking ones. They got the new jerseys. You yeah, know what I'm saying? They're, they're, yeah. they're the waste management. Give me the metal. I'm going with the Giants, and I, I feel like somebody should just shoot me, just run through the room, and just. He said the Giants over the Falcons, or and you know what? While they're at it, they might as well pop me because I'm gonna take the Falcons. That's fine. I'm, I just feel. I just feel uh, just a. <laughs> Smell like a little upset in the air, you know. This is like twenty twenty. They, they finally gonna get there. They gotta win at some point, right? This is like twenty twenty Cowboys versus the Eagles for the. <laughs> hey, why are you playing? Uh, I do what I do. My boy's an Eagles fan, man. They were trash that year, but yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good thing we ain't got no video in here. Facts. <laughs> All right, so we got the Ravens facing off against the Lions. I don't think I want to spend too much time in this. I think Lamar Jackson will have himself a nice day. Absolutely. And I think the Ravens will win rather convincingly. Just to play devil's advocate. Just to play The way the Lions played against the Packers, do you think that was more on the Packers or more on the Lions for? Because mm. I didn't pay attention to them. I'll be honest. I was more so fixated on what the Packers weren't doing versus what the Lions were actually doing. You know, that's a that, that's actually a good question. I think, I think the Lions played... The best version of Lions football. They hung with it for three and a half quarters. Yeah, so I just I, I don't trust Jared Goff. But to answer your question, I feel like it was kind of more of the Packers kind of not playing Packers football. Mm. They were they were playing to their competition. Same, and that's what I thought. And I was like, I just hope I'm not sleeping on the Lions and not giving them what the credit they deserve. You know, and that's, that sounds weird, sleeping on the Lions. Like, I mean, people have been hibernating on them literally, <laughs> and I feel like they've been hibernating on themselves. They've been moving for so long, but. I mean, I don't expect them to beat the Ravens, but what I'm saying is, can they be competitive? At least for a half, maybe? We got scared. We thought they recorded. Stop. Yeah, oh. I, I, seen, I seen the Windows uh, little little symbol just turning around. I said, oh. My heart dropped. It was like, ah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, mine did too, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, next game we got on the ballot is the Washington football team going up to Buffalo to face the Bills. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I think Taylor Heineke mm-hmm. is is hot right now. Facts. He's riding he's riding this uh, hot streak. 
and it's just, he's he's kind of like Josh Allen esque in the fact that like he has like the ability to move around, just make throws and stuff like that. You know, he, he plays plays strong, plays physical. So like, I think it's going to be a little better of a game. The Washington's got a great front that we all know about, mm-hmm. but I think the Bills are going to take it. I think the Bills are going to take it in with, with within within a touchdown. Hmm. I'm calling a close game. Okay, okay. I honestly couldn't say like I'm okay. I'm going with the Bills to win, and I said this once before, and I'm gonna say it again. Taylor Heineke is playing like we thought Johnny Manziel was supposed to be. <laughs> He's exactly what Johnny Manziel was supposed to be. Same kind of frame, same kind. I mean, what Johnny Manziel was in college, you know, but same kind of style. That's what Taylor because I hopped on his I hopped on his train that after that one playoff game because he came out of nowhere. Uh, see, I wasn't ready to hop on it then. I was he like, hey, that's one game, you know. I want to see him like actually like play multiple games. Mm-hmm. And after you know, whatever the hell happened to Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, so I, I after him seeing just more football from Taylor Heineke, I, I think he's he's nice. I think he's a competitor, which I I hate using that term. I hate when people use that term because it's like, oh yeah, you ain't got nothing to say about his talent. It's like, nah, the dude just goes out there and just plays like every he, he single balls. down, like it's his last down. Mm. Which is like, that's one thing like I like about Josh Allen too. Is like Josh Allen just like plays like football all mm. the time. He's not sitting there like taking plays off or being like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, t- taking months th- off. I'm better than them. <laughs> yeah, I'm better than them. So. You good, my boy? <laughs> I just choked on my own, my own. Uh, what was that little motherfucker in the back of your throat, bro? <laughs> Uvula. Yeah, like, there we go. Bro, I, I'm surprised. I dead I ass felt that thing like smack the back of my throat when I just took a breath in, and I'm dead, bro. I'm shook. Hold you on. can feel that. I, I don't know if it was that or if it was, ended up like being some s- s- saliva, but I felt something. Oh yeah, yeah. Go and get you some water, man. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. <sighs> I'm dead. <laughs> this guy's. Oh, this guy's funny. Refreshing. <laughs> okay, so like I said, we both going with the bills for that one. Have we been like have we agreed on every game except for oh no except for the Giants and the Falcons? Yeah, because like this week it just seems like kind of straightforward for the most part. Like I said, besides the two garbage cans playing each other and for you know who's going to run the corner, besides that everything else seems pretty straightforward. The next game we got up is the Raiders versus the Dolphins. Two is out. Derek Carr Derek is playing Carr. the best football of his career so far. That injury, though. I mean, like I said, Gruden said he's going to play. Yeah. No, you're, but he, his knee is a little knocked up. But, I mean, yeah, the Raiders' just, offensive line isn't great. So, he might have to be a little more mobile than normal. But the fact that they're this Dolphins offense, I feel like, with Jacoby Brissett, is probably not going to be firing on all cylinders. I could be completely wrong. Hey, Jacoby Brissett can come out and play like he did when he was in New England and surprise yeah. everybody. But I just feel like... There's their offense is going to be out on the field. The Raiders so much that they're just going to be able to put up points, and Dolphins won't, and it might get ugly. For this game, I'm going. I just had to score in my head. I'm going 18 to. We say 11. Oh, you're, you're calling for one of those? Yeah. Maybe not, maybe like nine. I see them going field goals the whole entire time. Yeah, so I see him going field goals. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game for the most part. I see them being careful with Derek Carr for the most part. I feel like once they get like ahead enough, maybe like uh, a score, a touchdown, and a field goal ahead, maybe like ten points ahead. I see him like okay, you know, and it's late enough in the game. Let me say that late enough in the game, kind of dialing their play calling on the back a little bit, being a lot more conservative. So that's the way I see that game going. For so, the most so you part. think that they might pull? 
No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, you trust Nathan Peterman going into no, that game for no, you? No, absolutely not. I see them being like just more conservative with their play calling. You know what I mean? Not really necessarily throwing so much, not needing him to run so much. So, All right, yeah. yeah, yeah, trying to take time to check it out of his hands to prevent, you know, any further damage to being done. I, I understand that. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great perspective on it. Uh, the Jets and the Broncos are facing off after Zach Wilson coming off a um, – I don't even know what you call. Uh, how do you respectfully call his? What, what do you? What do you respectfully call his last performance? Um, I feel like there's a. Is there a scientific word for like wet in the bed? Is there? Um, um, I don't know. Bitchitis. I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah. So you know, he he had some paranormal activity going on last Something, game, man. Because yeah, that yeah for this game. And this defense is is nice too. It's so there, he's gonna have another rough week. Uh, I think the Broncos are gonna win pretty pretty convincingly, handsomely. Hands- well, I'm gonna find that. Uh, what's it called? That 21 set. That slaughter gang shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna find that because oh, red ops, hmm? red ops. Yeah, bro, that's a hey. So, quick question. Side right. note: If you were like a boxer, UFC fighter, whatever, what would your walkout song be? Ooh, ooh, I wanted somebody to ask me this. I wanted somebody to ask me this. Okay, oh. Uh, Okay, um, it's a whole. It's so many songs I'm thinking of. It's hard, huh? It's tough. It's so many. It's too many. But the one I'm thinking of right now, it's probably seen it all by Young Jeezy and Jay Z. I don't see it all. It's that beat tall. Like a mark. Yeah. Hey, that, that's a great answer. Um, what about you? Red Ops by Red 21 Ops? might might be. I'm it, with it, bro. I'm with hey, it. If it won't be that, it's got to be Many Men by 50 Cent. Me- you can never go wrong, bro. With you just men. come out. Imagine you got, you know, they got the, the hoodie. Like, yeah, you got the hoodie. Bro, many men wish death upon me. Blood in my eyes, bro. I can't, I can't see. Yeah, I'm trying to be you what I'm destined to be. I'm trying to take my yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, bro. Just be like, yeah, bro. Everybody wants to be dead. I'm gonna fuck this motherfucker up right now. Thanks. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Yeah, you that's can't that, that's that murder that. music. Okay, okay. If you had to choose, okay, you just said fifty with the most. Uh, okay, if you think about. If you had to choose one rap, anybody, anybody. Young Nudie. Of course, of course. Bro, of course you're going to say Nudie. Bro, the, the, this overall, like, if you look at somebody's discography, Nudie and you just homicide. go for somebody, homicide bro, just the grimiest mug that you got out here, bro. But, but I'm here for all of it. Triple homicide. Bro, he'll got a song called Load of Baked Potato. You After that, you're like, yeah, bro, I'm trying to go spin the block and light somebody up, bro. Facts. What is this? Like, Facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't I, go wrong with Nudie. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, Young Nudie. I, I should have thought it. I should have known. Yeah. You love murder music, <laughs> slaughter, slaughter. Hey, them, 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 them PDE boys get down. Yeah, really <laughs> him, do. him at twenty one. We can do that after. We can do that. <laughs> Let's get back. We're gonna need about the sports. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we got the Bucks and the Rams. Probably one of the more marquee matchups of the week. I'm done being against Tom Brady. I'm done. No, I'm done. Nah, I'm done. Nah, I, I, I refuse to pick almost every single pick you do. I'm taking the Rams in an upset. Do that. That's fine. Look, I picked against. They gotta lose eventually, bro. The Bucks cannot go undefeated, right? <laughs> Look, to our loyal listeners, man, if you were here last season, when back when Will was here, that whole entire playoff run with the Bucks, when they went to the Super Bowl and won, I picked against Tom every single playoff game, and I lost. I am, and I said, if he wins, if he goes to become the first, the quarterback of the first team to win in their own Super Bowl in their own building, I am done picking against Tom. I will not do it ever again. And he did it. And he against the Chiefs at that. You know what I mean? So I am done picking against Tom. You know what? It's not even for like for argument's sake. I'm just done. I have to, I'm loyal to my word, so I'm done picking against Tom. I will give it the 44 year old seven Super Bowl ring quarterback. <laughs> 
all the everything. So yeah, he got it. He got it for me. <laughs> Sensational. I just think that Aaron Donald might get him once, and that's gonna be our best chance. <laughs> yeah, really, like, yeah. I think the Bucks are obviously like a better team on paper. The Rams, they're just schematically they they match up well. They got Jalen Ramsey. They got the <laughs> one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Like we can say that now mm-hmm. confidently. Aaron Donald. I think between those two and just the way that because they still run that like too high scheme and it's disgusting. Hold on, bro. I got something. Actually, I took a screenshot off a YouTube video for this exact reason. Next time we start talking about this shit. And I'll, honestly, for me, here's a prediction. Here's a prediction. I'm going to live and say this. I only see the Rams maybe second time. Twice, that's me being nice. I really only think once. And that's if they try to blitz. I feel like they have to blitz a safety. But thing is, Tom is so experienced. If they even try to do that, it's over. So that's why I think they might not do it. See, to me, it's not about sacks. It's about consistent pressure. Are you there every down in his face? Which the Rams are consistently one of the more pressure, like heavier pressure teams. Like they're going to get in your face all the time because Aaron Donald's going to cause so much attention on that interior. Mm. You got people like Leonard Floyd coming off the edge and like they have like legit talent. Facts. Elsewhere on their D line. So. Facts. The only thing I'm only here is my only pushback. Thomas begin the ball out around like three and a half seconds. Three to three and a half. That's his. Aaron Donald needs one and a half. <laughs> Very true. And here's and I'm glad you said that. Here's my point. The only time I see them getting pressure on them is if they're getting a sack. That's it. I don't see them getting consistent pressure. I don't see that happening. Their, their offensive line has been too consistent. Tom has been too consistent with getting the ball out. Not just with getting the ball to a receiver, but even throwing the ball away. Not taking a sack. He's that experienced. So that's why I don't see it happening. Fair enough. But uh, to the point I was talking about schematically, how I feel like the Rams are going to like really give them a little bit of fits, mm-hmm. is the fact that so the Bucks are, what would you classify them as, a passing team or a running team? Passing, definitely. Oh. So... Just to give you kind of a like a little visualizer, two safeties. They ran it the, like most last year, seventy nine percent, almost. You know, eight out of ten plays they're coming out with two high safeties. That allows you to disguise so much more. Like as far as his looks, yeah, Tom's a veteran; he's seen it all. But last year, that defense and the new scheme that they've put together has been just—it's so effective because not only can they disguise coverages, but they have players that can make plays all over the field too. And the fact that they only come out just like seven, so yeah, seventy-nine percent double high safeties. Lightbox, 78%. They literally want you to run. They're going to invite you to run. They're going to sit back and play coverage all day, which I feel like if you can sit back and play coverage and rush four or three and get to the quarterback, which the Rams can do, that's going to be the biggest thing to give Tom Fitz. And so speaking on, and even speaking with that, you pick the Rams to win. Do you think the Rams offense can hang with the Bucks defense? Enough. Enough? Enough to like keep them in the game? Well, the, bro, who are the two corners that went out? Dean and uh, I mean, I don't want to say somebody's injured where they're not. The, the Bucks have basically two, two of the three starting corners down right now. Mm. So that's and that's, and, they, and they are not deep at the corner position. That is true. They that that is the place that where they can exploit. And I think Sean McVay, being such a mastermind guru, whatever you want to call it, he um he'll find a way to exploit that matchup. Okay, that's fair. Enough. That's a fair enough point, man. Going on with our next game: Seahawks versus the Vikings. I'm gonna take Russ. Same. You can't go wrong with Russ. And I'm, They're gonna have a hard time stopping Dalvin Cook on his little uh, lightly sprained ankle. Yeah, but right. I still think, uh, still think he's probably gonna go for a nice hundred because that that Seahawks run defense is, is not there. It's not. And 
I don't want to put it all on Bobby Wagner, but for them, what they've been lately, as far as like defending the run, I don't. Who else can you put on besides the linebacker? You know what I mean? But besides that position, it's like, okay, your defensive line isn't getting the greatest push, but you're still in position. You can be in, you can put yourself in position. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, Bob Wagner's still a great player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's not, he's not an elite linebacker because he is. He's always been there for a while. So, man, we'll, we'll see. I'm still going with the Seahawks. And on a side note, Get Russell. Russ is finally he's so deserving of MVP because he's been a top five quarterback for like the past. Can't even get a vote. Man, six years. Like he's been a top five for the past six hey, years. Hey, last year was his chance and he just went on that, you that know, bad streak, man. Yeah. Hate to see it. Let's see if Aaron Rodgers can come back this week, though, because they got a prime time Sunday night football game against Ooh. the 49ers. I think the Packers are gonna come back, continue to build. I think they're gonna win. The 49ers, they 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 played pretty good against the Eagles. You know, I feel like the Eagles, you know, last week left a lot on the table. We'll, we'll just leave that there. So the 49ers, I think they're going to come out and compete, but Aaron Rodgers will get it done. Mm, that's tough for me, man. I think it depends. This will be the best team that they have faced their entire season so far, the Packers. Mm. And the 49ers, they are... I feel like they're still building. They're still coming back, coming into their own. If the Packers, they can't come out and do what they've been doing. If they come out slow and not really ball, if they don't come to play, the 49ers are going to run away with it. That's just how I feel. I think I'm really picking the 49ers to win. I don't really see, I can see Aaron Rodgers being, if he comes back, it's going to be in the second half. I don't see them playing well in the first half at all. The way they've been playing, like as far as the first two games are going, nah. And if the, the 49ers don't win the first half battle, you know, then the game's kind of up in the air. But as for the most part, yeah, you never want a veteran quarterback going in at halftime for thirty minutes to go get it together. Exactly. So, if the forty, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm still picking the forty nine ers to win, but they need to win it in the first half. Catch Aaron Rodgers while he's, you know, I don't want to say playing around, but while the Packers are under fire, you know what I mean. If they're not like, if it's not close to the end of the game and they're down, then I'm like, okay, we got time. They procrastinate. The offense is. The team is a procrastinating team. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, at least that's what it's looked like the past two games. And so, if they come out procrastinating. That's, that's funny. I've never heard a team get called. A whole entire organization get called procrastinators. They're procrastinators, <laughs> man. They procrastinated with Aaron Rodgers and his, and his possible trade. You know what I mean? All that. I mean, you caught the Texans there, too. But, hey. I mean, that's another story. That's a whole other episode. But Our final matchup of the week, Monday Night Football. You got the Eagles going up against the Cowboys. I'm going to make this short and sweet. No bias here. I think the Eagles are going to win. Hear me out. Sounds very if you, if, if, <laughs> I, I, I got some context for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. So if you like look at the Eagles and the Cowboys when they played each other the last couple of years, besides I think last year or it might have been the year before. I don't know. This whole COVID stuff just got my yeah. these last two years. I like, jumbled up. The away team usually wins. Okay. So they're playing in Dallas. I think the Eagles are probably going to win in Dallas and then turn around and lose in Philly. That's usually just how it goes between the Eagles and Cowboys. So the, Cow- the Eagles have a better secondary than normal. Our run defense is still very stout, top tier in the NFL. So it's not like Zeke's going to sit there and just ground and pound through us. They're not going to take the clock. They're going to have to get it done through the air. Eagles got a great pass rush. We're going to be up in Dak. His face all day with that little bum ankle. We'll see how it works. Ah, it's not a bum ankle. He, he's actually looking pretty strong. That first mm. game didn't look like he like really was getting into his throws. Mm. But versus the Chargers last week, he looked uh, like old deck again. So I think the Eagles just have a, a good chance to pull it off. And we match up better than we have in the past. And um, 
to the first point I said, the, the away team usually wins this matchup. Okay, so well, with the away team winning, I can't ignore that stat because these are teams that I think more highly of the Eagles than I do the Cowboys. I'll say, I'll say that, but the Cowboys, as of right now, as of as of right now, I don't think they'll. I don't think they're doing too much. Well, no, pause, pause, pause. Got confused. As of right now, I think the Cowboys are going to win. They have a better team on paper, and the Eagles last week weren't really rocking like that. They I didn't really score a lot, which I was kind of looking for. I thought they were going to keep that momentum going. Granted, the first game was Atlanta. You know what I mean, and so. It, it, it's true. The first game was Atlanta, and the second the second game they played was um, I forgot who they played against the 49ers. The 49ers. where they just left. Well, by the way, we should have won that game. We had a, a touchdown called back. Jalen Rager did step out of bounds, and we just yeah. I guess I could go on a whole show about that mm-hmm. last game. We left way too much out on the field. The defense showed me some because they kept. They, they, the, it was a low scoring game. Yeah, and we so, scored a ninety one yard touchdown. Didn't did not get uh, a touchdown off of that. Yeah. Oh no, no, excuse me. We threw a ninety one yard pass. And weren't able to score off that, so yeah, it's just kind of how it be. Yeah, as of right now, these are the type of teams to where like whoever has the most luck, whoever prayed first that day and got God on their side is the team that's probably gonna win. So I and mean, let's just hope Reggie White up there looking up for his Eagles. Literally, <laughs> so I'm picking the Cowboys to win. I know that's very uncharacteristic because I hate the Cowboys, but I, I just think they're gonna. I think they'll slightly pull away with this one. I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a close game. Hey, fair enough. You know what we should start doing? We should start keeping track of uh, wins, and then we can. Like, I pick. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. A, uh, what do you call it? Our records. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We, we, we can do that. Let's do this all season. Let, let's see. Let's see how that turns out. Facts. Okay, we can do that. All right, well, hey, that's going to go ahead and wrap it up here for this segment on the Break Room Podcast. Don't forget to follow us across all of our social media platforms. We're going to come right back and give you all some MLB and NBA to close out the show. But along with who's hot and who's not, y'all's favorite segment. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the break room. It is Evan Schumard here on the mic. Looking right at me right now is Charles Carter the third. Three. Tres. Toi. Ah. Three. You, you did them all. Yes. Trilingual. Yeah, I don't know any other languages. Me neither. Yeah, no. me neither. All right, so yeah, in the NBA, we got Stephen A. Smith coming out with a report that Kevin Durant apparently nixed a trade. That would involve Kyrie for Ben Simmons. He wasn't digging that. What are your Ooh. quick thoughts on that? Man. Oh, man. What Ben Simmons could do for the Nets defensively is insane. Because he can do all the passes that Kyrie or James runs the point for the most part. But he would be a... They need defense. They need Bad. defense. They need defense. And he could pick up any just about any position. And so, I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie's an offensive juggernaut that any team would be lucky to have. Am I saying that he's worth the same as Ben Simmons? No. Ben Simmons is nowhere near worth the same thing as Kyrie. Don't get me don't get it twisted. But Ben Simmons was a run up for defensive player of the year. Let's let's not forget that. Let's let's be real. So the exchange is a little crazy. Um, but I'm trying to see what the actual trade would actually look like. I'm trying to think because you have to get more pieces because Ben Simmons is not going to shoot the ball for you. He's only going to take a shot if he's like two feet away from the bucket. So, And he might even pass it even if you give it to him then. So 
But at the same time, do you even need an offensive press when you have KD and James? Exactly. I think so, that they're more in need of defense. I feel like if it, let's say the trade did go through, let's say Kevin Durant didn't put his foot down. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm actually very proud of Kevin Durant for stepping in and actually having some positive, you know, news mm-hmm. out here on the on the feed. Yeah, it, it's nice to see. But um, I think that if they did do that, Ben Simmons would help them, like you said, on the defensive floor so much, and then that would just allow KD and James Harden to just do their thing. Just do their thing with no other responsibilities. Stephen A. was very busy today. He also came out with another report that the Blazers and the 76ers have discussed a trade for Ben Simmons as well that is involving CJ McCollum, Robert Covington, and multiple picks. I don't like that. I don't like that at all, really. Um, The Trailblazers, Dame Lillard is their identity. He is the Portland Trailblazers. Bringing somebody like Ben Simmons... Because I mean, what what really even 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 is the Trailblazers' identity? Then it's Damian not Damian Lillard. It's not defense. <laughs> it's Damian Lillard's offense. That is it. And to give away his second fiddle, a great three and D guy in Covington. Exactly. It's like the defense that uh, was Robert Covington first team all defense this year again. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. To well, be honest with but you. he's an all. NBA defense caliber player to to give up his shooting and more scheme fit for Ben Simmons. I just don't think it is great with CJ McCollum. Like it's just yeah, CJ it, wouldn't be there no more. Yeah, man. So I mean, Robert Covington would go back to the 76ers. Man, Stephen A. That, that dude still has his connects in the 76ers front office. Hmm. I mean, he's obviously speaking to somebody yeah. if he's out here. You know, he's got all the Ben Simmons news. Yeah, so. he's out there on ESPN giving it to y'all. I don't, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that trade at all. And really, I think that would even encourage. They would have to. You would think they would have to involve Dame Lillard in that that trade. Like they would have to, right? It wouldn't make sense not to. There's no. I don't see a way that the Trailblazers would trade him. I mean, not Ben Simmons. No, no, I'm not talking about trade him. I'm just talking about speak to him about it. Oh, oh, involved. I thought you meant like involved with the pack. No, 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 no. I mean, hey, with the way things have been kind of going, I mean, their relationship seems to be kind of iffy. So, I mean, so. You would to think me, he would be involved, but hey, you know, you would also think that Deshaun Watson, <laughs> you would think, you or Aaron Rodgers would have been involved, you, you know, think. more. And so, but yeah, I think that would encourage him leaving. You know what I mean? Because like that didn't make any sense. You need more offensive out. Well, you need you do need more defense. That was the problem against a whole lot of other teams. They can't defend anybody. Yeah, they can keep up. They can keep an offensive pace. For the most part, but defensively they were mud. Ben Simmons yeah, you does. Get, br- you have to get into a shootout every night. Exactly. Ben Simmons does bring a lot, but you need you're gonna need some kind of offense to make up for that. Something yeah. like five points isn't gonna do it. Five points in the fourth quarter isn't gonna do it. So, well, hey, the Trailblazers, you know, they they got the the the, the rebirth of Stephen Curry. They got Quinn Cook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All jokes aside, Quinn Cook did sign with the Blazers. He was uh, one of three guards that had a tryout this week with. Golden State, you know, he would have had a chance to go back. The other two were Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley uh, has also been in the news this week for another thing that he wanted to return to the Heat, but Miami came out and said, we don't want you. Not at the price you're asking for. So, hey, Avery Bradley on the market, maybe see him go to Golden State with Quinn Cook going to the Blazers. Hey, Isaiah Thomas on Golden State, that might be fun. It might be. It really might be, and I hope that happens, man. He deserves another chance. But what's going to be really, really fun is these playoffs for the MLB. I'm hyped. They're close. Standings are starting to narrow down a little bit. The Rays are still in first place in the AL. 
I know that your Houston happen, Astros, hey, three games back. And there's about, uh, depending on what team you are, you got about 10 to 12 games left of the season. So there's still a chance for the Astros to come out there and claim that first place. National League race has been kind of the same it's been all year. You know, the Braves are winning the dumpster fire in the NL East. NL Central, the Brewers and their pitching this year have been outstanding, have taken over out there, 91 and 60 on the year. But the NL West is going to be the big, big race we're all looking for. The Giants only up one game. Now over the Dodgers, this the, either you get the first seed or you got to go play in a wild card game. So, Godspeed um, to to that race out there. I'm a I'm gonna say that the Dodgers find a way to to come to come back and, and yeah I'm, I'll say I'll say they win the division. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's that's not out of the realm of possibility. So so yeah, hey ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank y'all all for tuning in today. That is all not all for our show. F- fuck me, hey, <laughs> cut that. <laughs> that's not all, man. We gotta come in for your favorite thing, man. Who's hot? Who's not, man? Real quick, who you got for your who's not? Or you want to go who's who's hot first? Yeah, hey, yeah. Who you got? Who's hot? Man, Canelo, Canelo Alvarez. With the one-two combo, with the bobbin weave and the one-two combo. Oh, what's the guy's name? What, Plant? Uh, yeah, yeah, his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant. That is a his bland name. Canelo's hand got planted firmly on Plant's face, and he has a small scar up under his eye. And it was a slap. It wasn't even a punch. I mean, he got some... Man, it, they're fighting on November 6th. I thought it was. I, I thought it was. I thought it was like October sixth, to be honest. But yeah, they. Yeah. That that fight now. Now that we got it, like, because Canelo is a very like humble person. He doesn't yeah. like draw too much with people. Yeah, uh, I've seen him. You know, talk, I mean, every fighter. You know, every fighter's gonna have. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they have well, the moments, but, but, but you have more than most. You have yeah, more yeah, than exactly. That, so yeah. like, hey, I think it'll be interesting. I want to see how. What we got like a month and a half till the fight. I want to see how he. Uh, What's the word I'm trying to use? Like carries that um, interaction with them into the ring. I want to see how that works out for them. I think it's going to grow a little bit. I, I'm expecting something for the final weigh-in. I think something might happen. Well, not the final, but second to last weigh-in. I think something's going to. Yeah, I think something might pop off again. Yeah, because hey, Canelo, uh, when he hit him with that one-two, a little bit scratched he up scratched his eye. Scratched up his eye hey. a little bit, man. Hey, can, lucky he ain't knock him out. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen that video, go look it up, man. Because he definitely he took lean, he leaned yeah, back. He, the, he came back to. <laughs> And he was up, yeah. Then his one, then one a, friend, a, friend, a friend tried to hop on the uh, hop on stage and try to like like he was going to fight or something like that. I'm like, no, no, you don't yeah. want any parts of that. The Rock says, "Know your role, brother." Really, <laughs> really. Somebody so, who uh, needs to know their role is the, my man, who is not hot this week, Conor McGregor. Thank uh, God it has nothing to do with what happened in the ring with him breaking ankles. You know, matter of fact. He didn't have no cast on or nothing uh, when he, well, because he threw out a first pitch. If y'all didn't see it, was god awful. If y'all seen uh, Fifty Cent throw out his first pitch, eerily reminiscent of that. Um, both of those were terrible. It went so McGregor's lefty, and the ball went like to the right, like forty five degrees from his like right shoulder. So horrible throw. It almost like a cartoon throw, like it, like yeah, like like. It, like it was scripted or something. Yeah, like it was hilarious. But hey, you know, Connor, that left hand is uh, a lot deadlier in, in a ring than it, it is. It used to be. Yeah, it used to be. But hey, I'm glad to see that. Like I said, I don't think I saw him with a boot or like no, a cast didn't. or anything like that. Hey, that's good for his recovery. So hey, shout out well. to him for that. I want to see him in the ring and get one more victory before he retires. And then comes back. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. But look, man. Brett Favre 2.0. Facts. <laughs> all right. Hey, so look, man, that's been all for this episode, man. Episode 27, Vink They Says. Get it together. He got it. He got it. Vont set. Sorry, I, got, I had to bring out the fingers. <laughs> he got it, man. So, yeah. Vont set and Vente Seis, man. Vente Siete. I messed up. 
Vente siete. There we go. So oh puts, wait, no, you're right. No, it's like that in French too. It's uh, fuck, maybe I don't know. Yeah. It's been a couple years. Catch y'all next time. Yeah, we'll catch y'all next time, man. It's been a break room, man. Follow us on all our wherever you get your podcasts from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Follow us on our Twitter at The Breakroom H O U and on Instagram at The.BreakRoom.Podcast and on Facebook at The Breakroom Podcast One. So, man, take it easy, man. We will see you next week. Can we get it how we used to get it? Cap on. And I got racks on. Spent four nights in the country I like, then take my rich ass back home. Glow so bright, I can make moonlight. See, this ain't like your pheromones. New one, big gun, bare tone. Who won? We won your home. We old school like Chapado. My old school made doctor know. My old school made hard.